1: Real-life Christianity. Several years ago, I read a book uh, by Scott Peck called The Road Less Traveled that I, I liked very much. But the first three words of the book had the most impact on me. In fact, I've never forgotten those words. And those first three words of his book were these. Life is difficult. When I read that there was something inside of me that said, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. It's like I was given a permission to see and admit what my experience of life has been, but we often don't admit. That sometimes, sometimes often my life has been difficult. You know, we don't, we don't often accept that part of our life. We, we want to look good to other people. We want, we, we want to appear not to have problems. It especially happens when we're brought up in our consumer society. Uh, we live with a media that it's advertising and commercials surround us and everyone looks good. They look successful. They look healthy. Uh, life is great. There's even a clothing company called Life is Good. You've all seen it. These nice T-shirts and hats and just says life is good. And yeah, life is good. But then we always think, well, it's not always good for me. And so then you begin to think when you're surrounded with all that, well, I guess I'm a loser. Well, no. You're not a loser. You're human, and human life is sometimes, actually very often, difficult. I I had a a similar experience when I attended a parish mission. Now, a mission is when a priest or somebody, anybody, goes from church to church and uh, spends a week uh, preaching in the evenings and having prayer and, and music, kind of a a, re, a, a week of renewal, uh, of growing in faith and encountering God in your life. And I knew a priest quite well, and he had done this his, his whole life. And he had been to hundreds of parishes, and thousands of people have heard him speak. He was very good. He's dynamic and funny, and, and he always began every mission with the same question he would ask them to answer this life is blank he wanted a a one-word answer life is you know that can be a little annoying (laughs) because he's looking for an answer but it gets people to think and And he said he got, he always got this similar answers. You know, life is good. And he'd say, yeah, of course it is. And life is beautiful. And he'd say, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful, but there's something else. They'd say life is what you make it. Life is a mystery. And at the end he'd say, yes, all those things are true, but there's one other thing about life. And he said he never got the correct answer or really just the answer he's looking for except once a child gave it he, he raised his hand and said life is unfair life is unfair and that is how he started all his missions that everyone would begin by acknowledging the fact that life is unfair and again, when I heard that, it was a, a thank you inside me, because I knew sometimes it just is unfair. And we all know that, but we often again struggle admitting it, accepting it. You know, life is, is good and beautiful and a mystery, but it is also unfair, and we all know it. We see injustice in the world and society all the time. It's unfair. And each of us in our life have known un- life as unfair, personal rejection because of our race, our religion, our economic status, or the way we look, our, our segment in society, or people who have been cutthroat with us. It, it, it's unfair. I remember uh, A student saying to me years ago, she said, you know, life is unfair. Uh, My parents can't afford college for me. So I got into these number one colleges and I can't attend. So I have to choose a lesser college. I have to work three jobs just to get through it. Or I don't go to college at all. You know, life is unfair. I said to her, yes, it is. So let's start with the fact that life is difficult and life is unfair. Because, you know, actually right now in this pandemic for all of us, life is difficult and life is unfair. It's more difficult now than it was before this started. For some of us, it's terribly difficult. And it's unfair that we have this pandemic because we didn't choose it. There's no reason for it. We don't deserve it. It happens, what, every hundred years and and we get it? It's unfair. So friends, (laughs) this is our real life. And as I say, our real life is where Christianity begins. It's where faith begins, with our real life. We can only meet God in the truth of who we are, the truth of our humanity, the truth of our experience. It begins here. But it doesn't have to end there. It doesn't have to end there. Because of one person. Jesus. Who is with us and in the midst of our difficult and unfair life. You know. <laughs> The book of the Bible that most represents people going to Jesus, or in this case, going to God, in prayer and supplication, there's a whole book of it, is Psalms. You read the Psalms, and so many of them begin with just pure lament, pure lament at how unfair and difficult their life is, how horrible at times. And then the same psalm, the same prayer ends with praise and trust and faith in the one they're praying to. This whole book, these people of faith accepted the truth of their their life as difficult and unfair and they lamented it to God and at the same time accepted a God who was with them and who was faithful to them. You read, how long, O Lord, will you utterly forget me? How many are my adversities? And then you read, God's ways are unerring. The promise of the Lord is fire-tried. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout hearted and wait for the Lord. So, the same person who feels forgotten is confident in the Lord and gets his courage from that confidence. It all starts with life, but it ends in the hands of God, friends, in the hands of God, for the one in whom we put our trust. You know, Jesus revealed God as our Father, When a child is hurt, they run to the arms of their mother, their their father. The pain is is transformed in the embrace. I have a friend uh, whose daughter was in high school, and she was a wonderful person. I knew her. She was attractive and athletic and good student and friendly. But she was in this school where the, the girls in her class would just mean to her. As you know young people can be just mean she was rejected and hurt and she would come home and she would just cry and then she would climb as a teenager into her father's lap and just cry there and he would he would he told me he would just wrap his arms around her and just let her cry And she didn't say anything much, and he didn't say anything, and it was transformative for her. You see, the the embrace of our Father is transformative in the midst of what is difficult and unfair. This is faith. In our real life, friends, this, this is faith. It's all about him in the midst of it all. The one thing necessary that should never be taken from us, Jesus says. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her to be at his feet or better to be In his embrace. You know, if you uh, look at last week's week's gospel, it's it's very much illustrated here in a beautiful way. You know, Jesus uh, goes off to pray, and the disciples are in their boat, and there's a storm, and the waves and the wind, and they're very scared. Their life is threatened. Now, here comes Jesus... Walking on the sea, it says. And the sea in the Bible is the word for chaos. Jesus is walking above the chaos. And he's walking above it right now, today. And if this wasn't bad enough for the disciples, they see Jesus, and now they're not just scared, it says they're terrified. Because it's a ghost. Things are getting worse. But Jesus says this, and listen clearly what he says Take courage. It is I. It is I. See, that's it, that's all there is. Him. It is I, it is I, it's all you need. And that changes everything. And for a moment, Peter so gets this. Because look at what he says, Lord, if it is you, if it is you. For a moment, he got it that all he needed to know in the midst of this chaos, this storm, this terrifying life-threatening situation, all he needed to know was that it was Jesus there with him. And when he got that, he could walk on water. He could walk on the sea he could walk on the chaos of his life because he focused on the fact that Jesus was there. Of course, when he changed his focus, he sank. Friends, it's, it's really the same for us. It's that simple and that radically powerful you know life is difficult it's unfair okay 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 now we go to him we go to him this is the movement of faith we go to him in the chaos of our life and we begin to walk not in denial of what we are walking around and with uh, us but we walk with a person. All of this difficulty and unfairness may still be there, probably is, but it will lose its power over us when we walk with Him, when we see Him, when we look to Him. It is said best, and I'll end with this in Psalm 16, I set the Lord ever before me, with him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. I choose to set the Lord ever before me, with him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. Let us set Jesus ever before us. Jesus, is it you? Is it you? Yes, it is. You are here.